Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Earlier this week, Claire Tippins shared a princess nickname generator, three pictures of her dog wearing a tutu, and two online quizzes, including what candy is your dream castle made of? Claire, your sharing has tipped the sugar scale and turned into oversharing. But have no fear, princess. Geico has something worth sharing with your internet kingdom, like how you could save hundreds on your car insurance just by visiting geico.com. No magic wand required. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Love Talk Radio. I got a new walk and a new point of view, a new purpose for everything I do. I got a, a new rule only, real close around. If you were wondering about to tell you nothing, it's the same pretty but a brand new smile Same lettuce tea But she ain't walking She's flying New game making Big news See if love found me It can surely find you See it. the topic of anger. So I asked the question, 
why are people so angry? And we looked at how, as a society, we have become angrier. We hear of police brutality, road rage, domestic partner violence, uh, difficulty in relationships because of anger. The last time I talked about anger, we looked at what is healthy anger. And we said that anger is a natural and mature emotion that we experience from time to time. And it's impossible for us to be here on this earth and not get angry. And we realize that anger can help us to mobilize our psychological resources so that we can take some corrective action. So anger indicates that our basic boundaries are violated. It's a strong emotion that lets someone know when they've crossed the line. And I talked about what uh, William DeFore described as uh, anger. And he said that anger can be like a pressure cooker. And we can only apply pressure against our anger for a certain amount of time until it explodes. So tonight, I want to talk about toxic anger or unhealthy anger. When I was away, I had a chance to go to the movies and I watched the movie called Straight Out of Compton. Excellent movie, uh, a biographical film depicting the life of some rappers, uh, Dr. Dre, uh, the guy who uh, played uh, Ice Cube, no, Ice-T, yeah, him and some others from the early 80s. But the movie is about these young people who lived in Compton, California, and they created this group called NWA. And for those of you who might not be familiar with what that stands for, it stands for Niggas with an Attitude. So back in the late 80s, these young men who had aspirations to become uh, uh, rap artists, they were able to uh, create their own record label. And the title of the film, Straight Out of Compton, comes from the name of their first album. So in the movie, it really reflects what the life was like for these young men living in the inner city there in Compton, uh, having to deal with police brutality, having to deal with uh, racial profiling, uh, unequal justice, and just a great amount of harsh criticism from uh, the police and, and other people who didn't quite understand who these black men were. So in the movie, it describes uh, the lyrics, and some of the lyrics might be offensive to some. Um, it was called gangster rap, and some say that the lyrics of the song incited violence, and others say that uh, the lyrics is an expression of what these young men were facing 
on a daily basis. And I'm not here to judge, but I want us to talk about uh, anger and look at how sometimes uh, music might be an outlet to express anger. So I want to just pose this as a general question, and we'll come back to it later. Do you think that young men who write uh, rap music, and in particular uh, gangster rap music, are these young men just angry? Is their anger healthy or is it toxic? Is uh, music or rap music in particular an appropriate uh, media to express anger or other emotions. So the movie came out, it grossed over $140 million. And so far the movie has received positive reviews from critics. So I use that just as my uh, opening to introduce this topic of anger, particularly toxic anger. So anger is a healthy emotion, and it's an emotion that God gave us to indicate when something has been violated or something has been crossed. So we talked the last time about some characteristics of anger. Frequency, how often do you become angry? Intensity, how long, I'm sorry, how angry do you become on a scale of 1 to 10? Would your anger be labeled as mild or strong? How long does your anger last? Duration. The threshold of anger is how does it What does it take to make you angry? Do you have a short fuse or a long fuse? How do you express your anger? And how comfortable are you with your anger? And we said that the average adult becomes angry once per day and becomes annoyed about three times per day. How do you measure up? How does your loved one measure up, your spouse, your siblings, your coworkers? Are they constantly angry? Are they constantly annoyed? What about anger frequency? So that's characteristics of anger, and I'm not going to go into detail because we dealt with that the last time. But let's look at, again, reasons that people become angry. And we talked about that some people can be triggered. There can be some unhealed wounds from the past or from the recent uh, past that can lead to angry reactions. So when a person is responding uh, out of control, that means that they are responding in the present to something in the past. Other reasons we become angry is because of our personal history. We've seen our family model unhealthy anger. We jump to conclusions. We take everything personal. 
We can become angry as a result of our living environment, whether we live in poverty, whether there's crime, uh, whether there is the police brutality, injustice, uh, poor living conditions, and even living in neighborhoods where there is uh, drug trafficking. We become angry because we lack the skill. We have poor anger management skills. We become angry because there is some medical or mental health issue. We become angry because we don't have enough time for prayer, for rest and recreation. We don't have time for adequate sleep. We don't give ourselves enough margin, time to go from point A to point B. So that can also lead to anger. And what is normal anger? Normal anger is anger that is expressed in ways that don't harm other people, emotionally or physically. Normal anger doesn't harm animals or property. It doesn't lead to self-harm. Anger in a normal manner is not used as a tool to gain power and control over anyone. And we talked about sometimes in unhealthy uh, domestic violence situations, people get angry because they want to control the other person. Normal anger is expressed infrequently. So a person who is angry all the time, that's not normal anger. And the third uh, description of normal anger is that it does not usually lead to negative consequences for the person who is expressing anger. So that's normal anger. But tonight I want to focus on what's called toxic anger or problem anger. First of all, did you know that anger can become addictive? Anger can become a habit. And the kind of anger that's uh, toxic anger is habitual anger. People get into the habit of exercising control and power over the individual. And so they get used to uh, that feeling of being uh, in control of someone else. And addictive anger is a type of anger that leads to personal uh, consequences. People end up in jail, relationships end, or it can end up in personal injury. So anger can become a habit when the person uses this uh, uh, method over and over again, and in turn they experience a high or a rush, the same type of high that a person who uses drugs will experience, is what addictive anger is like. So people can become addicted to that rush, that adrenaline that they feel when they get angry. So it's the same thing that a drug addict experiences when they are uh, using the drug and the brain gets that uh, emotional high. So the person wants to repeat it over and over again to maintain 
that particular uh, level of feeling. So angry people can become drunk on anger. And we've heard of that word uh, tolerance. So you need to drink more in order to get the same result. But in anger, people need to become angrier in order to get the same high that they experienced for the first time when they expressed that toxic anger. So toxic anger or problem anger is anger that's addictive. It's out of control. A person really needs uh, help. They need counseling in order to learn appropriate ways to express emotions. So let's look at anger styles. There are two styles of anger. The first is on the surface. That's where you express your anger outwardly. It's like you're wearing your anger on your sleeve. So people can see that you're angry because you're loud or you're aggressive or you might be throwing something. That's on the surface anger. The next style of anger is underwater. That's where you are expressing your anger inward. So you're not going to uh, damage any property. You're not going to harm anyone verbally, but you want to keep it all in. But as a result, you develop an ulcer or high blood pressure, and you can even develop depression. So underwater anger can harm the individual. And on the surface, anger uh, is anger that's expressed, is directed uh, outwardly. So ask yourself, what is your style? What is the style of your partner? What's the style of your family member? Is it on the surface or is it under water? One thing that I've learned is that people with anger can wear masks. They present a face to the public, but then in some settings or behind closed doors, the anger becomes uh, on the surface. Anger can be expressed through sarcasm. You ever meet people who are always sarcastic? They can't really be honest and upfront about uh, how they're feeling, but they use uh, this sarcasm, and you know that they're angry, you know, about something. But sarcasm is a form of hostility and anger. And the word sarcasm uh, really means uh, tearing or cutting of the flesh. So when someone uses sarcasm, they're actually cutting you. Okay? So those are various styles of anger. When I deal with couples, one of the major problems has to do with how one expresses anger. And it's communication. One person might communicate openly. The other person might have underwater uh, anger, an underwater way of communicating. But it's normal to have conflicts in relationships. But what is abnormal 
is the way one expresses emotions, whether they get angry, uh, out of control anger, or whether they keep it in, uh, they'll sulk, remain silent, remain sarcastic, try to exercise control or power. That's where the problems come in. When two people are unable to resolve conflict peaceably, they are unable to express anger in a healthy way. So let's look at what are some of the uh, barriers that people face as it relates to expressing anger. Well, some people don't express anger in a healthy way because they are afraid that someone will disapprove. They might be afraid of the power of their anger. They might be in denial of their anger. They might be people who will avoid all feelings. This, these are people who are out of touch with their themselves. They become numb. So they're not even aware that they are angry or sad or happy. So anger has uh, a certain style of expression. We talked about some reasons why people get angry and the barriers to expressing anger. But what are some of the consequences of unhealthy or toxic anger? First, unhealthy anger, it hurts, it punishes, it puts people down rather than build them up or protect or defend. Unhealthy anger contains hatred, malice, or hostile aggression. So if someone says to you, well, I'm just angry and this is how I express my anger, Okay, we said earlier that anger is a healthy emotion, but when you are angry, you're not uh, demonstrating hatred or malice or hostile aggression. Unhealthy anger is out of proportion to the offense or is out of control. And I'm talking about people who will fly off the handle easily who go from zero to 100. If you say something out of the way, they will let you have it. And you look at them and you say, whoa, where is that coming from? Okay. Unhealthy anger is anger that occurs too often, it's too intense, and it lasts too long. Unhealthy anger is badly timed, poor timing. You know, you're sitting around the dinner table and someone uh, talks about something that made them angry. You know, you walk into the classroom, you deal with young people who are just angry and they are going to lash out in the classroom at the teacher at the wrong time. So that's problem anger. Problem anger, as we all know, can end relationships, causing uh, harm to themselves and others. It destroys your peace. It doesn't feel good. 
It impairs your performance, whether it's on the job, whether it's your ability to think clearly, even when you're driving. And we have these aggressive drivers, you know, these uh, people who experience road rage. That's toxic anger. That's out-of-control anger. When you didn't put a signal on or you uh, cross in front of them and people will put up the middle finger or they'll call you all types of names, that's not healthy anger. That's toxic, uh, out-of-control anger. Problem anger is provoked easily. It's impulsive. It comes out unexpectedly when you're not expecting it. It's argumentative, refuses to compromise, and is quick to pick fights. How many know people who, no matter how you try to engage them in civil conversation, you know, they're just angry, you know, want to pick a fight, has a chip on their shoulders. A person with problem anger can't take responsibility. They blame others for uh, their problems. You know, a person who is quick to say, oh, oh, you made me uh, lose my control. Uh, you made me uh, curse at you. No, you take responsibility for your own behavior. So problem anger never takes responsibility. Persons with problem anger always want to engage in a power struggle, always wants to dominate others in order to get their way. Okay. Another uh, attribute of problem anger is that the person assumes that other people's motives are to harm them. Suspicious-minded. You know, people are always thinking, oh, they're talking about me. They're out to get me. Problem anger results in having few friends, uh having a lack of social skills, unable to share, unable to tolerate minor faults in other people. So that's a whole list of symptoms of problem anger. So ask yourself, where do I measure up? Do I have problem anger? Does my spouse have problem anger? What about my children? What about my siblings? Where do you measure up? So, we know that there are some advantages to anger. The last time we talked about anger as a healthy emotion, it helps you leave an abusive situation. It points out societal and personal wrongs. It causes you to be able to vent. It protects. It expresses yourself. It gives you a sense of power. But I want to go to the line. Uh, see, I have a couple of callers on the line, uh, what do you say? This is a chance for you to let your voice be heard. What do you think about anger? Can our music be a healthy outlet for anger? Can some of our music incite violence or anger? If you want to chime in on this topic, Hit one on your phone, and you'll be brought into the studio so that you can let your voice be heard. 
Do I have any callers on the line? disadvantages of anger. One, you're viewed negatively by others. How many people enjoy being around an angry person? That negative energy, it saps your strength. That's a disadvantage. It is draining. It, you know, it can burn you out to be constantly angry takes away energy from you when you could be using that energy doing something productive, but yet you're angry all all the time. Toxic anger can provoke anger in others. And when you are in a relationship with an angry person, over time you will become angry as well. You will learn uh to express your way in an aggressive manner as opposed to using uh, healthy conflict resolution skills. Anger, toxic anger, interferes with problem solving because when you are angry, you're not thinking clearly. You're not able to make uh, healthy decisions and solve problems in a healthy way. Anger is disruptive and it distracts you from from performing a task effectively. So let's think about the last time that you were really angry. Were you able to function effectively? Were you able to focus on a task? Were you able to think clearly? No, because anger took control of your rational uh, thinking Another disadvantage of anger, it leads to conflict. It could get you fired. It can rob you of happiness, joy, and peace. And also, it sets a poor example for your children, for your coworkers, for your church members. And unhealthy anger, it deadens the true feelings that are underneath your anger. I was talking to someone today. It was a couple. And the male is angry. And so the wife was trying to find out why are you angry? Why is it that we can't have a healthy uh, communication on this particular subject? And so the husband said, I don't know why I'm angry. But the wife knew that it has to be something going on because I asked you one question, I made one statement, and you got angry. And so his response was that, you know, I'm just a hyper person. I'm, I'm hype. That's, that's who I am. So she was trying to help him to get in touch with or maybe it's because of your childhood. Maybe it's the way you grew up. Maybe, you know, it was because your father wasn't there. I'm just throwing that out as an example. Maybe you were angry because you saw your parents express anger in an unhealthy way. So after 
after talking with the young man and helping him to understand from a professional perspective that people aren't just angry for the sake of being angry, there's some underlying uh, cause. So he was able to honestly admit that it's because of his current situation. Uh, Not working. uh, Has not been able to get enrolled into uh, a school. So there are underlying causes to everyone's anger. And the person might not be able to uh, express it, but there's always a root cause. So we've dealt with the problem. We've looked at the issue of toxic anger. So you say, well, I do have toxic anger, but uh, how can I get some help? How can I get some healing from my toxic anger? So first of all, clarify your needs, your thoughts, and your feelings. Think about what's really going on with me. You know, is it that I'm unhappy You know, do I have some mental health issues? Do I have some unhealed wounds? You know, so it's really important that a person uh, take some time and think about uh, why am I angry and not blame the other person, not blame society, not blame the police, okay, but take responsibility, I'm angry. I'm angry because... As a black man, I am profiled racially. I'm angry because uh, as a black man, I'm more likely to end up in jail. You know, acknowledge the fact that I'm angry because uh, I'm still uh, not married or I had several failed relationships. So first and foremost, it's acknowledging that you are angry and uh, what is it that you are needing? What are you thinking and how are you feeling? And find somebody that you can talk to. You know, whether it's a pastor, whether it's a close friend, or talk to a therapist. But it's important that you first recognize that your anger is the uh, result of some unmet need. Okay? So find someone who is caring and supportive who can help you to get your needs met. Secondly, realize that I need to take a time out. Step back, regroup, refocus, and acknowledge that I need to stop. Because we can get so caught up in the the daily routine We can get so caught up in dealing with our personal problems, our family problems, relationship issues, problems on the job, that we fail to take time for ourselves. So we need to realize that self-care is important, that I need to take a break. So give yourself permission first to take a break and talk to your loved ones to let them know that I need time out for me. 
that my time out is not an indication of me pulling back from you, but I need some time so that I can deal with what I'm dealing with. So take time out. Another tip is to start exercising. Go to the gym. Start walking. You know, do some things in your home. Exercise and relaxation techniques can help you to be more at ease, to relieve some of the stress, to release some of the tension that you feel in your body. Because we can feel anger in our body. We can clench our fists, our shoulders, and our neck muscles tighten. Sometimes people can have uh, uh, tightening in the stomach. Your breathing becomes rapid. So that's why it's important to exercise or uh, relax, uh, meditate, read the scripture, you know, get the, the scripture on tape so that you can uh, sit down and, and just have the words uh, speak to you. Another thing that you can do is to write about your feelings. I often tell my clients, write down your thoughts. Write down your feelings. If something has happened to you, some trauma you might have experienced and you've never expressed it, journaling is a good way to get your feelings out, especially if you hold on to anger. I was talking to another uh, client not that long ago who has anger issues, and this person is very angry with their siblings, and has not resolved that conflict. And she's afraid of expressing her anger, thinking that she'll lose control. So my suggestion to her was to begin to write out your anger, your feelings, write it on paper to get it out of your system. Because remember, if you don't express anger, it becomes explosive. Another thing to do as a way to manage your anger is decide how are you going to take responsibility for you. What happens is we have expectations of other people uh, taking care of us. And when people fail to live up to these expectations, we get angry. Or We have unrealistic expectations of others. We expect people to make us happy. You know, we expect people to uh, bring us peace. We expect other people to uh, fill us up uh, emotionally, or we expect financial help from people. So sometimes these expectations are too much. And when the person falls short, we get angry with them. And we want to control them because we want them to make us happy, to give us what we want, to give us what we need. So one solution is to decide, how am I going to take responsibility for me? What can I do to create my own happiness, to create my own peace? And then take positive action. What do you say, my callers? How do you deal with anger? 
perhaps you're in a relationship with someone who's dealing with unhealthy or toxic anger. Do you have any advice? Do you have any experience? What do you have to say about dealing with toxic anger? Do I have any callers who want to chime in? If you want to talk, you have a question, you want to respond, just hit 1 on your phone and you can join in on the discussion. What are some other things that you've done to deal with anger? Affirmations. Before you leave your house and before you go to bed, recite some positive affirmations. For example, I am a worthwhile person. I deserve to be happy. I have been created in the image of God. I am who God says that I am. I deserve love. I deserve respect. And I have a purpose. Create your own affirmations. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What has helped you to relax, to be more at peace, to resolve your anger? What are your beliefs about other people? Because the truth is that our beliefs about other people can lead to toxic anger. Do you believe that people are basically good or that people are basically evil? Do you believe that most people are willing to help you when you need their help? Or do you believe that I'm in this all by myself? I don't have anybody to help me. Do you believe that most people can be trusted? Or do you believe that I can't trust anyone? I can only trust me. What about your beliefs about the world? Do you believe that the world is a mostly friendly place or that the world is a hostile and un- unkind place? Do you believe that God is for you or that God is against you? Do you believe that your life has a purpose and a meaning or Do you believe that there is no purpose to your life? That your life has no meaning? Do you believe that you have an important part to play in this world? Or do you believe that I'm worthless? I'm useless. There's nothing positive that I can contribute. So your beliefs about others your beliefs about the world, and also your beliefs about yourself can help you deal with toxic anger or it can facilitate toxic anger. Other things to do 
when you find that you are angry, change your posture. Because when you are angry, your posture is going to be rigid. Your body is going to be in a fight or flight mode. That means you're gearing yourself up to take action. So your body is going to be rigid. You're going to be breathing rapidly. Your speech is going to change. Usually it's going to be rapid, loud, and high-pitched. So a way to correct uh, your anger is to begin to notice your body first and change your posture. Begin to relax, you know, sit down in your seat so that your muscles are not clenched. But then next thing you want to do is notice your breathing and slow your breathing down. Breathe from your belly. You know, take deep breaths in, deep breaths out. This is going to calm you down when you find yourself getting angry. But then you want to also pay attention to your speech because when you are angry, you're going to start talking rapidly. So deliberately begin to lower your rate, talk slower, and also your tone, lower your voice. Because when you're angry, your voice is going to get loud, and sometimes for women, a high-pitched voice. So think of some calming words that you might use when you get angry. You can say to yourself, relax. It's not that serious. Chill. Calm down. I can handle this. Don't get angry. It's not worth it. I'm not going to take this personal. So those are examples of some words that you can say to yourself when you find yourself getting angry. You might want to go for a walk to think things through. Uh, go to a movie. Go and drink some coffee or, you know, get some ice cream. Pick up the phone and call someone, someone who you know will listen, that will give you some positive feedback about the situation that you're dealing with. So those are just some individual things that you can do to deal with anger. So I talked about uh, the affirmations and self-esteem as it relates to the individual, but what if you are in a relationship with someone and you find that your relationships are conflictual? So one thing that I often tell my couples is before you begin, uh, ask yourself, why am I upset with my partner? You know, am I angry because uh, he didn't take the trash out or she left the dishes in the sink? Or am I upset because I feel like I'm always doing more of the housework. I'm always doing more than he's doing or more than she's doing. So take time to think about your own feelings and why are you angry before you start this argument. 
So you may want to take a deep breath, count to 10, and counting, it gives you time and space to get your head clear. So you want to take time and ask yourself, why am I upset? And then when you approach your partner, you should discuss one issue at a time. You know, sometimes we have one issue. It's the person not uh, taking out the trash or, or not keeping the house clean. But then when we engage in conversation, it turns into, oh, you just don't care about people. You just don't care about your family. So how do we go from you not taking out the trash or you not washing dishes? How do we go from that to you just don't care about people? You're just self-centered. So the issue is in having healthy conflict resolution, Stay on one topic at a time. Don't bring up the past, what he or she did last week, what he or she did last year, because, you know, that's creating more conflict. Because now you need to deal with not just the problem on the table, but the problem from last year and last week, and you never will resolve the issue on the table. So discuss one issue at a time. The third thing, when you are engaging in conflict resolution, don't use degrading language. Don't put the person down. Don't curse. Don't name call. uh, And don't yell. Because when you use these methods, the yelling, putting down, cursing, blah, 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 you just want to make your partner hurt. You're not trying to resolve the conflict, but because I'm hurting, I want you to hurt. So this will lead to more character attacks, because if you attack your partner, they have the right to attack you back. doesn't mean that they, they should, but if you're going to attack someone, then be prepared that they might attack you back as well. But then you'll never resolve the original issue. The next thing to do when you're resolving conflict, is to express your feelings with your words and take responsibility for your own feelings. For example, if you're angry, say, I feel angry. Okay, furthermore, I feel hurt when you ignore my phone calls or you ignore my text messages. I feel afraid when you yell. So what you're doing is you're starting off with I statements as opposed to you are always yelling, you are always hurting my feelings, you never answer the phone when I call, you never answer my text. Okay, so you're saying you, so you're putting the person on the defensive. So you take responsibility for how you feel. I feel hurt. I feel angry. I feel upset. Okay? So this can diffuse an angry response from your partner because you're taking responsibility for how you feel. And then you give the other person a chance to discuss how they're feeling. So this means that two people can't talk at the same time. So take turns. Okay? So I usually have people to say what you have to say for one minute 
and don't interrupt that person while they're speaking. And when you are waiting for your turn to speak, to speak, don't uh, take that minute thinking about what I want to say. But I'm going to take this minute to listen so that I can clearly hear what the other person is saying. Okay? So give that person a chance to talk for one minute, and when that minute is up, then you can respond. But don't interrupt. And don't think about what you want to say while that person is using their minute. Okay, the next uh, suggestion is to not stonewall. So this means that when you get into an argument, you retreat into your shell. You give them a silent treatment. You don't want to talk. You know, I'm not going to communicate. That's called stonewalling. It might make you feel better temporarily, but you never resolve the conflict. And this is going to upset the person even more, your partner, you know, your your, your roommate, you know, your coworker, your, your son, your daughter, whoever you're in relationship with. Stonewalling is never effective. It never resolves conflict. But if you can't go on, if you can't communicate, okay, then tell the person, I need to take a time out. Instead of just ignoring, you know, retreating into your cell, your shell, just say, well, you know, I can't talk right now. I need a time out. But agree that we want to resolve this issue once, you know, I've gotten my time out. Yelling never uh, helps. It's never effective when you are in an argument. You know, sometimes you can win the argument because you were the loudest and the person just gave up. They just acquiesced. Okay, whatever. But is the problem ever resolved? Nope, I don't think so. So, like I said, if time, you know, won't allow you to talk it out with your partner because maybe it's not the right time, it's okay to take a time out. You know, I need to cool down. I need to chill for a minute. Give me my space. But then come back and talk about the issue. Okay, we have about seven minutes. I see I do have some callers. I don't know if any of you want to chime in. You want to give a comment, give your perspective. Uh, the lines are open for you to let your voice be heard. So, fair fighting. The last suggestion is that if you... Uh, want to resolve the conflict, realize that that's, there's not always a perfect answer. You know, someone has to compromise. Someone has to give a little in order to get a little. Okay? So, nearly understand when you are trying to resolve conflict is that, okay, I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm not going to force uh, my needs. I'm not going to force what I think should happen. But, okay, I can accept this solution to this problem. And that's what relationships are all about, learning how to compromise. 
So when was the last time you got angry? Was your anger healthy? Or was it addictive or toxic? Do you express your anger regularly? Are there any reasons why you don't express your anger? Have you learned how to take time out to participate in self-care? Do you pray on a regular basis? Because prayer is a great way to express your emotions. Many of the Psalms were prayers. They were written out. They were songs and prayers to God. And think about how many times in the Bible David was angry. David wrote some Psalms uh, telling God to destroy his enemies. Don't you think he was angry? But a way to express your anger is through writing. And so again, I talked about the movie Straight Out of Compton. These young black men, they were angry. They were tired of the police uh, uh, brutalizing them and falsely accusing them and throwing them in prison. So they wrote rap music. The music might have offended some, but it was a way for them to express their feelings. And we look at the uh, the stars in the movie. It was uh, depicting the life of Ice Cube and uh, Dr. Dre and Easy e and some of the other rappers uh, back in the day. So how do you express your anger? So that's where we are. I want to thank all of my listeners for calling and listening in, and those who are listening from your computer. It's important that we examine ourselves, examine our relationships, look at whether we are dealing with unhealed wounds, because the goal is that we have healthy communication, healthy relationships are concerned with our own uh, physical, mental, and emotional health. So one signal that we are not healthy is the way we manage our anger. So my prayer for you is that you would be totally whole, nothing missing and nothing broken, that God would uh, heal you so that you might uh, have prosperous lives. Beloved, I wish that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And that's Third John 2. See you next week. We'll meet you here at 7 p.m. Pastor Bridget Goings will be the co-host, uh, and she always has a dynamic subject. So tune in to Totally Whole Radio next Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Have a good night, and God bless. Join us here on the Family Healing Circle, where we heal your mind, body, and soul. Every Sunday, we start your week off right with the delightful Deletta Gillespie and Updraft. 
It is always an educational and informational show. Tune in on Mondays for Totally Whole with Pastor Bridget and Pastor Cook as they give you the word. Tune in on Tuesday with world-famous DJ Davey D as he plays all of your old-school favorites in R&B, hip-hop, jazz, house, and rap. Join us every Thursday where there's something different. The first Thursday of the month, ladies, it's for you. Total Empowerment with the owner of Simple Wellness Hair and Day Spa, Angela Hardy. On the second Thursday of the month, join relationship coaches, Reverend Arlene Cahet and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey on One Love, One Connection, One Us as they answer all of your relationship questions. On the third Thursday of the month, men, it's time to man up with our own sacred masculine, Reverend Jamel Gilliam and the Sacred Masculine Show. On the fourth Thursday of the month, join me, Reverend Harvey L. Bailey, in the inner consciousness as I talk about self-help. When we have a fifth Thursday of the month, you can join Reverend Arlene Cahet with the Healing Paradigms right here on the Family Healing Circle where we heal your mind, body, and soul every week.
said. Feet. Walk to that Rita's for an Italian ice. Hey, I'm the brain. I give the orders around here. As your voice of reason, I'm allowed a little influence, and right now I'd like to influence my way to that new Jolly Rancher Green Apple Italian Ice at Rita's. Yeah, you can even get crushed Jolly Rancher topping on your favorite treat. That's what I'm talking about. Delicious. Now you've got the mouth watering, the stomach growling, the lips are smacking. Any body parts craving that new Jolly Rancher Green Apple flavor, raise your hands. Only hands have hands. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.